And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the laundry, man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Frank Lovejoy stars as Chicago newspaper reporter Randy Stone on Night Beat from 1950. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. My job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. Let's have a little bit of fun. These are all songs about money. About money. So, Are we going to bet? Are we betting? Let's do it. A pizza? Absolutely. All right. If I get them all right, I uh, get a pizza from Lisa. If I get them all wrong, I buy Lisa a pizza. There you go. And Mike is invited to, of course. Mm, Bubble bath. All right. Bubble bath himself. <laughs> all, right. all right. Here's the first song. Anyway. Great song. You this can is rich car. on the old man's money. All right, so this is Rich Girl by Hall & Oates, released yeah, in 1977. Yeah, Hall & Oates. God, I love Hall & Oates. I in concert. Did you? Yeah. Many years back. Yeah. All right, here's your statement. This song was featured in the 1982 comedy Airplane 2, the sequel. Real or ridiculous? Ridiculous. You are correct. It is I know I am. ridiculous because it was featured in, do you know what movie? I don't. It was a Cheech and Chong's next movie, 1980, oh. and I couldn't play a clip of it for you because right. I wasn't able to so, uh, secure that. I'm on the board. You're on the board. I'm I am not. of the way to a That's pizza. That's true, one-fourth away. <laughs> Sounds good. Here's the second song. Carl, you know this song, right? No, I don't. You don't? I don't know this song. This is from... Uh, no, I don't know, Mike. This is ABBA. Money, okay. Money, Money by ABBA. This is from Mamma Mia. Oh, I never saw the... Okay. Mama, Mamma Mia. You never saw Mamma Mia? Well... Mamma Mia! No, no. Mamma don't Mia. Don't worry, I didn't know the song either. Oh. <laughs> Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball. This is ABBA. I don't All know right. ABBA. All right, so this song was originally titled Gotta Make a Living. Real or ridiculous? Uh, I'm going to say real. It's ridiculous. Oh, shoot. It was called Gypsy Girl. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so there will be no pizzas this evening. 
Wow. But we can still enjoy some All right. uh, songs about money. Okay. <laughs> see, I didn't see the I didn't see the musical. I'm not pretty sure you wouldn't have known the answer whether That's you saw true. it or not. That's I didn't true. know that and I've seen it many times. I was just trying to All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to. I was just trying to sound better or smarter. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Here's the next song. Can't buy me love. Beatles. Yep. Can't buy me love. Released in 1964 from the album A Hard Day's Night. My friend, feel alright. I you anything, my friend, makes you feel alright. All right, you ready? Ella Fitzgerald recorded this shortly after the Beatles version came out. Real. Real or ridiculous? Real. Let's listen. Can't buy me love. Absolutely right. Listen to her. Different uh, take on the song. Well, yeah, it's like big bandy, you know. Jazz. What a voice, though, huh? Gosh. Who sings better, me or her? Well, let me hear you. To feel alright. Cause I can't get too much for money. Money can't buy me love. You know, it's a, it's a toss-up. Yeah, I'd say so. It's about 50-50. I think 50% of the people would choose you. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right, well, you're two out of three. I've got one more for you. Boy, hang on a second. I got a ding. Got ding, that ding. right. That's Here's right. your last song. Okay. Oh, yeah, Dire Straits. Yeah, look at that. Money for nothing. That's the way you do it. Get a guitar on your MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Get your money for nothing and your chicks for free. So did you know that this song features a guest appearance by Sting? Yes. Who, who uh, sings the introduction. Yes. And some of the background vocals as real. well. Real. No, that's not it. I was just talking. Okay. That's, that, that we know is real. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know you got excited. Microwave ovens. Custom kitchen deliveries. You got to move these refrigerators. You got to move these color TVs. Great song. Here's your statement. Okay. This song won a Grammy in 1986 for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. Real or ridiculous? Ridiculous. Sorry. It's oh, real. I'm wrong? Absolutely true. Record of the Year and Song of the Year, really? 1986. Wow. So you got two out of four. I'll give you a 50 50 for that one. Custom kitchen deliveries. You got to move these refrigerators. You got to move these color TVs. I'm trying to get a record deal out of this Is show. Is it working Lisa. out for you? No, I have not had one call yet. I am shocked to I hear have, that. I am surprised. I am too. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I had an agent working for me on this. Right. And quit after about 10 days because I had right. nobody calling. Well, I quit after working for you for about 10 days, too. <laughs> I'm trying to get a record deal. Right. I'm shocked that nobody's reached understand. out to you yet. Why? I'm a diamond in the rough. I just need yes, a little polishing. Are. Just a little polishing. Yeah. A little well, auto-tune. Maybe after tonight? You never know. I, I can do it. I can make some Reach record stars, label. Carl. A lot of money. I think so. I think. Yeah. I think. 
Of course, I've been wrong before. Have you? Once in 1977, okay, I was wrong. Yeah, but then, I didn't know you then. But then I realized I wasn't wrong, so really, sure. I, ha- I haven't You're been right. wrong. You're right. Yeah, I was right, so I haven't been wrong since 1977. Right. Well, I hope that after tonight, your life is about to change. Let's hope so. Yeah. When well, I- great job, 50-50 Thanks. here. When we come back, Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy. Stick around. We got to install microwave oven. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Talk about a really great drama series, Night Beat. It was a newspaper drama, came to NBC Radio in February of 1950, and it starred a really great actor, Frank Lovejoy. He played Randy Stone, and he was a reporter for the Chicago Star. It's not a real newspaper, but, you know, they fictionalized it a little bit. He covered the night beat, roaming the Windy City in search of human interest stories for his column. And uh, Stone was a passionate guy, he was a crusading reporter, He tried to set things right in the murky late night. And uh, it was a really cool show. It had a lot of great supporting actors like uh, Joan Banks, who was his wife in real life, Harley Bear, William Conrad, Paul Fries. It was last heard in 1952. And we have a 1950 broadcast. For a while, it was sponsored by Wheaties, the Breakfast of Champions. And this one is... Frank Lovejoy stars uh, in this episode. Let's tune it in. Part one from June 5th of 1950. Here's Night Beat. Wheaties presents Night Beat. On stage tonight from Hollywood, Night Beat. Another in the Wheaties big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. Stories start in many different ways. This one began with young love and ended with old death. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. This working at night and trying to sleep in the daytime is all wrong. 
It's getting so lately, my only contact with sunshine is my friendly little bottle of vitamins. <laughs> the kind of tan you get from munching on a fistful of vitamins is nothing, believe me. Tonight, leaving that ever-loving bed was really a chore. I scraped a razor across my face, and I bathed my fevered brow with cold water to scatter the cobwebs. And I headed uptown for police headquarters and a couple of one-syllable words with my old friend, Sergeant Kalski. Kalski was on his way in to watch an early evening show-up, and I tagged along. If you've never been in a police show-up room, it's kind of like a little theater. The bad actors are the prisoners filing across the brightly lit stage, and the audience sitting in the dark are hard-bitten, weary detectives who've seen most of the performers too often before, and they know all the dialogue down to the last whimper. The line coming out now were women, an even half-dozen assorted sizes and ages. Okay. Now just stand back against that measurement chart on the wall and face front. The usual cross-section on the police blotter of any large city. Shoplifters, thieves, narcotics suspects, husband beaters, and an occasional common garden variety drunk. Hey, you, on the end. What's your name? You've been here before. That's a lie. Never been here before in my life. What's your name? I refuse to say anything without the advice of the proper party. <laughs> Kind of hurt the old girl's feelings there, Kalski. Not her, Randy. Her feelings were pickled in alcohol years ago. Uh -huh. How about the young one there? Good-looking kid, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem to belong somehow. Ah, they all belong, Randy. You can't tell by how they look. Why, that innocent-looking doll with her baby blue eyes. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't tell me. Probably killed her grandmother. <laughs> Only two will get you five. Whatever she did, it's a first offense. That kid looks half-scared to death. Hey, you're on the far end. What's your name? You mean me? That's right. I'm sorry I can't see you. These lights are so bright. You're not supposed to see me. Step out a little. Just answer the question. What's your name? Linda Johnson. But I'm here by mistake. <laughs> Aren't we all here? Uh, quiet, quiet. It's the truth. I want to explain. I don't belong here. You'll have a chance to explain in court, miss. This is just a show-up. Why are you in here? I don't know. I just arrived in Chicago this morning, and they arrested me. Well, what did they say you did when they booked you? What was the charge? <laughs> all right, girls, that's all. That's all, matron. Well, as I was saying, Koski, this kid undoubtedly polished off her grandmother with an axe. All right, Randy. So maybe it's the first offense. Maybe even a mistake, like the girl says, but... You haven't looked at the book yet to see what the charge says. Well, anyway, can I talk to her? It might be something for me. Sure. Go ahead to the women's division. Tell the matron I okayed it. Maybe it's got something to do with the stars, the zodiac sign I was born under. But I've always been a sucker for three things that spell trouble. That last little drink for the road, a right cross to the jaw... And a girl who still looks pretty with a jug full of tears streaming down her face. You'd think a fella'd know better. Oh, well. I went around to the woman's division for a close-up of the kid with the misty eyes. There was a lady cop at the desk. When I asked her about Linda Johnson, she gave me a funny smile. You're a little late, Randy. She's being released. I just saw her at the show-up. That's right, but she's made bail since. They'll be bringing her out in a minute. What was she in on? Grand theft, I think. Now, let me see. Yeah, that's right. Any details? Swiped a fellow's wallet in a bar, arresting officer found it in her purse. Ooh, nice kid. <laughs> oh, here she comes now. 
Uh, would you mind holding my watch while I talk to her? <laughs> Better wait till she's released, Randy. Then we won't be responsible. Okay, wait here. Linda Johnson, Meg. Papers clear? Yeah, all taken care of. Personal property release? All signed. You want to open up? Okay. I guess that's it, Miss Johnson. You can go now. You mean you're letting me go? That's right. Until the hearing. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Department 5, released on bail. Oh, but I don't have enough money for bail. They said it was $500. It's all paid. Bonding company posted bail half an hour ago. But there must be a mistake. Who paid it? I don't even know anybody in Chicago. Well, somebody evidently knows you, honey. And pretty well, too. But who? Don't you really know? Oh, no. It's crazy. First I'm arrested and I don't know why, and now I'm bailed out and you won't tell me who put up the money. I'm sorry, Miss Johnson. We don't have any way of knowing that. You can check with the bonding company in the morning. Probably a friend. Or maybe your folks. Oh, no. No, they don't even know where I am. They mustn't ever know. This kid was scared, but good. Her eyes had the bewildered expression of a little girl that's been whipped for something she didn't do and can't understand why. Up close, she was even more beautiful than she'd looked under those glaring white lights in the show-up. Her cheeks were pale, except for that bright flush of red high up. Her eyes were big and soft, and her lips were full and almost trembling with a strange sort of excitement. Hmm, <laughs> what happened? Suddenly I heard gypsy violins in the background. And she was just a gal, and I was just a guy. Oh! It was as though she'd heard my thoughts. Suddenly she swung around and looked straight at me, only then realizing that I was there. Oh, I... Her face turned a gorgeous red, and then she turned quickly and hurried out of the building. Careful. She'll get more than your watch, Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be seeing you. I followed the girl out the front door and down the steps to the street. It was raining. She hesitated a moment, looked around as if she weren't sure which way to go, and then turned towards the corner. I ran and caught up with her. Excuse me. What is it? What do you want? Miss Johnson? But they told me I could go. Yeah, that's right. Then why are you following oh, me? Oh, don't be frightened. I wanted to talk to you. Are you a detective? Are you supposed to follow me? Is that it? No, it's nothing like that. I, I just want to talk to you. I don't know you. I don't want to talk to anyone. Oh, uh, look, you're a stranger in Chicago. I just thought I might be able to help you. No, no, you can't. Oh, now, come on. Get under this awning. You're getting yourself all wet. Don't touch me. Leave me alone or I'll call a... You call a cop? Oh. <laughs> come on, you better get under the awning. I was in the show-up back there a while ago. It uh, seems like they're not exactly inclined to believe your stories. Then you are a detective. No. Well, who are you? What do you want? It's been like a nightmare since I got off the train this morning. First that man, then the police, and now you. What? What's happening to me? Well, I can't answer for the first two, but the number three boy is a reporter fellow named Randy Stone. A newspaper reporter. No, don't say it that way. It's uh, better than selling dope. I should have known you wouldn't understand. Where are you going? Let me alone. Come back here, you little fool. Wait a minute. You're going through a red light. She stepped off the curb against the signal. A big green sedan gunned up the street, throttled wide open, and raced through the intersection. Linda, look out! Get back to the curb. You want to get killed? That car. Did it hit you? No, but the man at the wheel. He was the man whose wallet they said. Now, look, lady, look, I'm a real simple fellow. When things come too fast, I get all mixed up. Now, what do you say we start at the beginning and in that doorway so that we don't get soaked? I'm sorry. 
my name is... Yeah, I, I got that. It's Linda Johnson, and you just arrived in Chicago this morning. Where from? Molina, Kansas. Did you come here alone? Of course I came alone. All right, don't get sore. I just uh, asked a question. But the way you asked it... You said you didn't know anybody in Chicago. A kid like you shouldn't be running around alone. I am not a kid. Well, I, I meant you're kind of young. Girl your age floating around a big city on the loose. For your information, Mr. Stone, I am old enough to go wherever I please. Yeah, but not old enough to stay out of trouble, it seems. What about this guy in the green car, this wallet guy? I met him last night on the train. Didn't your mother ever tell you about talking to strange men on trains? My mother has nothing to do with it. If she had her way, I'd never have left Molina. That might not have been a bad idea. Oh, if she hears about this, it'll kill her. You won't put anything in the papers, will you? Oh, so that's it. You ran away from home. I didn't run away. I just couldn't stand living in that narrow little town any longer with nothing to do, no place to go, nobody to talk to. Day after day, being around nothing but... Nothing but... Nothing but people who love you? Yeah, that uh, gets a little boring, doesn't it? All right, so you didn't run away. You left home, and then you met this man on the train. He was pleasant to me. We had a drink together in the club car, that was all. Today I met him again in the lobby of my hotel, and he drove me out to this place, the Rainbow Club. But then I didn't like the way he was acting, and I wanted to leave. But he wouldn't let me. What do you mean, he wouldn't let me? He just wouldn't let me. And then a policeman came in, and I started to call the policeman, but before I could, Mr. Blake called him and said I'd stolen his wallet. Wasn't there anybody else around? Just the bartender. Well, what did he say? He said he saw me take it out of Mr. Blake's pocket while we were at the bar. And then the policeman found the wallet in your purse. Yes, but I didn't take it. I didn't. Why would anybody want to frame you on a thing like that? Oh, you don't believe me, do you? You don't believe me either. Well, I, I don't know. The whole thing's a little strange. If you're telling the truth that, oh, why don't kids like you stay home where they belong? Oh, let me alone. Just let me alone. Look, Linda, whether you like it or not, I'm taking you to your hotel. If the driver of that car is the guy you say he is, he's the one that might have gotten you bailed out of the clink. But he had me arrested. Why would he have me bailed out? To get you outside where he could kill you. What? Oh, sister, you're really not old enough to be out in the rain. That's the first portion of Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy from June 5th, 1950, The Girl from Kansas. Great show. Uh, That's Barbara Fuller there as the little girl from Kansas. Hope you're enjoying this show sponsored by Wheaties. We'll get back to it in a minute. And it's been a pleasure. I've been talking, uh, and I know you have been too, Lisa, too. A lot of our listeners have been calling and signing up to the $100 one-time payment lifetime podcast membership. And um, as I say, that's year after year after year. You get the weekly podcast of Hollywood 360 along with the Radio Rarities. One-time payment, 100 bucks. It's a $72 value per year that you only pay one time. Plus, we're going to mail you a Hollywood 360 slash Radio Rarities coffee mug. You drink out of the top of our heads. 
on that coffee mug. You know, I was just talking to somebody. There. You actually don't even have to use it to drink out of. You could keep just things look at in it. There. You could just, just stare, stare at it. Just stare at it. Put some paper clips in there, hairbands, yeah. whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that uh, easiest way to sign up is go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, or call 815-900-7535. We'll take your call tonight and sign you up. It's great talking to our listeners. We it love is. it. Thanks for supporting the show, everyone. We'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360, broadcasting across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. Plus, 168 countries via American Forces Radio. You can hear uh, this radio show where we preserve these uh, wonderful radio broadcasts uh, to play for generations to come. And uh, it's uh, an honor to play these shows for you. And thanks for listening. And thanks uh, so much for supporting the show and signing up for our podcast, Classic Radio Club members. Um, you uh, you do help the uh, the show continue Going strong, licensing more and more radio shows. Uh, thank you so, so, so much. Um, we're listening to Night Beat, a very good radio series that aired in the early 1950s. Frank Lovejoy was the star. He played Randy Stone, reporter for the Chicago Star. And this is a show called uh, The Girl from Kansas, June 5th, 1950. Here's the conclusion to Night Beat. And now back to Nightbeat and Randy Stone. Yeah, like King Solomon once said, latch on to a pretty girl and you latch on to trouble. And this kid, Linda Johnson, wasn't just pretty, she was beautiful. A genuine 14 carat trouble doll. <laughs> All in one day, she's arrested, bailed out, and almost killed. So, just like the Chamber of Commerce would want me to, I escorted the fair visitor to our city to the safety of her own hotel room, a middle-class business hotel in the Loop. Now that we are in off the street, she seemed a little more relaxed. She shook the rain out of her hair, she turned on the radio, and we sat down on the couch. That, uh, Frank Blake you met on the train. Did you ever seen him before? No. He was a complete stranger. Why would a complete stranger want to kill you? No, maybe I just imagined that was Frank driving the car. And anyway, it was my fault for walking against the signal. Uh-huh. All right, now let's see. You met him in the club car on the train, and you talked with him a while. And then what? 
Then we went back to our own cars. I said goodnight at his compartment, then went on through to my own car. Didn't he invite you in? Certainly not. He was traveling with someone else. A lady? No, a man. <laughs> you sure about that? Of course. I saw him when Frank opened the door. But please, let's not talk about it anymore. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about you. Can I turn this down a bit? Mm-hmm. Why'd you come to Chicago? Usual reason, I guess. Why does any girl come to a big city? So that she can live a little. So that she can be on her own. Mm, maybe you're not old enough to be on your own. That's what you keep saying, isn't it? Well, come here. What? There. You still think I'm not old enough? Uh, no, you're old enough. But, uh... but what... Oh, so you want to play. Now, you're 22, you read a book, you got some ideas about what life in the big city's all about? That's right. So you're not a little girl anymore, hmm? No, I'm not. <laughs> all right, big girl, I'll play. But don't forget you started this little game, and don't say later you weren't playing for keeps. I won't. Hmm. Well, you see the way the uh, big fellas play, it's, uh, it's a little different. They put an arm around your waist, uh, like this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to get away, even if a big girl wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they hold you closer and closer until you don't think you'll be able to breathe anymore. Mm-hmm. And then his face is so close to yours that you can't see his features anymore. It's just... Uh, oh, Linda, you're beautiful. Oh, oh, don't, don't let me go. <laughs> see what I mean, big girl? <laughs> oh, you just wanted to make a fool of me, didn't you? Oh, did I? The door... There's somebody at the door. Yeah, that's right. There's always somebody at the door. Open it. Oh, but you here, won't it look... Oh, certainly not. I'm a guest. You look perfectly respectable, very properly attired. The only thing you're not wearing is your dignity. Oh, now go you... on, open the door. Hmm? Hello. Frank. That's right, inside. Well, well, what do you know? The man in the green sedan. Correct. Also the man named Frank Blake. The same. Also... Also the man with a gun. Mm, so don't move. Oh, huh? please, Frank. Keep your voice down, Linda. All right, mister, what's it all about? Don't you know? No, I'm afraid I don't. Wait mm. Oh, oh, no. Don't tell me I fell for that one. It's not funny. Oh, let me see. This is the place where you say, I'm the lady's husband. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, wise guy. I'm the lady's <laughs> husband. Oh, no, Randy, he's lying. Shut up, Linda. And then I'm supposed to ask how much it'll cost for the outraged husband to forget about the whole thing. Oh, no. You're pretty smart, mister. Oh, the Badger game, the oldest game in the world, and I fell for it. Wait till Kalski hears about oh, this. he's lying, Randy. He's lying. <laughs> hey, shut up. Oh. Look out, Mr. Hey. Drop it, hey. drop it. Hey. Now get your gun. Come back here, you. <laughs> When he dropped the gun, I kicked it across the room. As he scrambled for it, I scrambled for the door, and I made the street in nothing flat. I was traveling so fast, the night clerk in the lobby could have mistaken me for a flying saucer. And I was sore, not only at them, but myself, for being taken for a sucker. From the cigar store in the corner, I telephoned Sergeant Kalski. In less than ten minutes, police were posted at every entrance to the hotel, and Kalski and I were on our way back up to Linda Johnson's room. All right, go ahead, Kowski. Say it. I got it coming. Well, anybody can make a mistake, Randy. Like I say, you can't always tell by a pretty face. Oh, but that badger game, it's the oldest racket in the world, and I fall for it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and here I am giving her lectures to go home to her mother. All right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, quiet now. How far down the hall? It's the third door. 
Stay close to the wall. That's it. It's the next one. Let's stand back. He may shoot. I'm back. Open up, Blake. It's the police. Come out, Blake, with your hands up. Blake, Miss Johnson. Okay, Randy, we're going in. But it's open. Come on. Well, there's no one here. Oh, yes, there is. Look, behind the bed. Linda. With a pillow over her head. Ooh, drenched in chloroform. Get rid of it. Here, give me a hand with a wrench. Let me get a window open first. There. Now she's breathing. Linda, come on, come on, Linda. Come on, wake up. Come on, girl, take a deep breath. Oh, brother, how stupid can a guy get? The kid was on the level. We almost let her get herself bumped off. What do you mean, we? Oh, oh don't. Linda, don't. it's all right. It's Randy Stone. Oh, where is he? Frank, he tried to kill me. It's all right, Linda. The police are here. You're going to be okay now. Oh, you were right, Randy. He was trying to kill me. Okay, let's have it straight on this. Why did he do it? But I don't know. I don't know. Was he your husband? Oh, no, of course not. Boyfriend that was jealous? No, no. Well, did you pull a job together? Were you holding out on him? Is that the reason? I told you I didn't even know him. And what have you got on him? What do you know? Nothing. I... Oh, you must know something. There's a reason. There's got to be a reason. Now tell us, miss, why did he do it? I don't know. I just don't know. Oh, take it easy, Kosky. Can't you see she really doesn't know? Okay, so she doesn't know. But there's a reason. There's always a reason. Unless, unless maybe Frank Blake uh, made a mistake. What mistake? Well, unless maybe Frank Blake had the wrong girl. Unless maybe he was supposed to kill somebody else that he didn't even know and he thought Linda was... Uh... Come again? Yeah, that's right. No, that's no good. Yeah, I better send out a bulletin. Now, what about this guy, Blake? What did he look like? About your size, I'd say. Yeah, that's right, Kalski. About your age, too. 5'11", 180 pounds, 32 years oh, old. Oh, come again. The color of hair? Dark. Eyes? I didn't notice. Uh, Linda? I wouldn't be able to tell. What do you mean you wouldn't be able to... I can't tell colors. I never have been able to. You mean you're colorblind? <laughs> Isn't it stupid? Why, certainly not. <laughs> be much worse if we couldn't tell the color of your eyes. Thank you. Okay, Miss Johnson. I guess we'll have to take it back to headquarters again. To jail? Oh, now, wait a minute. Koski can't take her back to jail again tonight. She's out on bail. Besides, don't you think enough things have happened to her already? But she's not safe here, Randy. It was just lucky we got here this time. It's for your own protection, miss. Oh, Randy, I'm frightened. You were right. I shouldn't have come to Chicago. Yeah, well, you're here now. Uh, look, Kalski, I know we can't leave her here alone. Uh, how about my place? We can drop her off at my place. You'll be safe there, Linda. We left Linda safely locked in my apartment, and then I went back to headquarters with Sergeant Kalski. For the next two hours, we looked at pictures, full views and profiles of every mobster who had ever been mugged in the state of Illinois. And then I stopped. There he was, staring right up at me off a card. Frank Blake. Only here, he was called Frankie Bolano. Recognize him? Oh, yes, that's him. Who is he? Let's see the card. Part of the old Red Machete gang. Never heard of them. Now, wait a minute. Let me look up Machete. Um... Mabel Mesa... Machete. Hey. Now, do you remember? Yeah, Donald Machete, alias Red Machete, convicted murder, first degree, sentenced life July 1941, escaped June 1949, shot by deputies while swimming across Des Plaines River, drowned, body not recovered, 
Well, he's dead. That doesn't tie in. No? Unless the... Well, unless the guy on the train, that uh, the guy in Blake's compartment... And they thought Linda had seen him. Well, say he didn't drown. Say he got away. They've been hiding him out for over a year. And now they were uh, moving him. Let me see that card. Height, five feet eight. Weight, 160. Age, 42. Hair red. Eyes blue. Identifying marks. Bright red strawberry mark on left cheek. No wonder they thought Linda had spotted him. Only she couldn't have. She's colorblind. Sure, that's why she walked right through that red light tonight. She can't tell one color from another. From there on, it was a breeze. We knew what we were looking for. Frankie Bellano and Red Bacchetti. And with Kalski knowing all the right answers about all the wrong people, we found them both right where we should have looked in the first place. In a private room over the Rainbow Club where Linda had been arrested that afternoon. After I'd seen them safely into a cell, I got on the phone and called my apartment. You know, come to think of it, it was the first time I'd ever dialed my own number. <laughs> a girl answered. Hello? Kind of a sleepy girl with a beautiful voice. What did you say? I, I said you're beautiful, Linda. Who is this? Randy Stone, that uh, nice-looking young fellow in whose apartment you've been living. Oh, I must have fallen asleep. Yeah, well, wake up, Linda. It's all over. Oh, yes. Your late uh, friend, Mr. Blake, is now resting comfortably in the city Hoosgau on a slight charge of attempted murder, aiding a penitentiary escapee, harboring a fugitive, and deliberately framing a pretty little girl from Molina, Kansas. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean a pretty big girl from Molina, Kansas. But why, Randy? Why did he do it? Oh, it's a long story, but mainly because you started to holler copper, and he just did some fast thinking, and he hollered first. Did the police know that I didn't... Oh, sure. No more charges. They even threw your records away. Great little fixer, this stone fella. You ought to get to know him better. I want to. Are you coming home soon? Oh, no, no. Not not my place. You know, uh, neighbors. Mm. But I want to see you, Randy. You've been so wonderful to me. Oh, sure, but... Don't you want to see me? Oh, I do, Linda, sincerely. I, uh... Look, I'll tell you what. You hop in a cab right away, meet me on the corner of Dearborn and LaSalle. Can you remember that? But why? Oh, never mind why. It's, uh, 4.30 now. How long will it take you? No time at all. But my clothes, I haven't changed. My bag's still at the hotel. I didn't even unpack. Oh, never mind. I'll pick it up for you on the way. You'll hurry? Oh, yes. I'll hurry, Randy. Swell. I'll, uh... I'll have something for you. Hi. What kept you? What do you mean, what kept me? <laughs> Never mind. Here, keep the change. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. Oh, Randy, I hurry. Hi. I'm not frightened anymore. Swell. And I'm so happy. Hold me, Randy, close. Here? Uh, don't mind me, folks. <laughs> oh, you go away. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going, Randy? Uh, this is it. Right here. But this is a train station. Uh-huh. And you said you'd have something for me. Oh, yeah. Here. A ticket? One way. To Molina, Kansas. Well, yes, uh, Mom, I did the right thing, all right. I made the noble gesture, and now I feel pretty good inside. I feel like a big man. <laughs> I feel like a big chump, if you want to know the truth. 
Who am I to suddenly get so noble where a beautiful girl is involved? Oh, well. Maybe if I rationalize long enough, I can kid myself into thinking she had to go home because she was running away from some unfinished business. You try to run away from things, but you can't ever run away from yourself. Who knows, maybe someday I might try running away myself. Hmm. Wonder what it's like in Molina. Copy, boy. You are listening to Night Beat on the Wheaties' Big Parade. Say, Frank Lovejoy, before you get away, I wanted to tell you that was a swell show. Well, thank you, Frank Martin. It's nice to hear. I, uh, I think you do a mighty solid job on the commercials, too, you know. Only I, I think if I were working on that end of the show, I'd, uh, well, I'd tell the folks... You're absolutely right, Frank Lovejoy. I'll make a note to be sure and say that Wheaties are 100% whole wheat, just about the crispest, nicest way there is to get all the good nourishment whole wheat has to offer. Uh, any other suggestions? Well, you, you certainly shouldn't forget that Wheaties... Well, I should say not. They're breakfast of champions. Yeah, yeah, and then that part about their... Yep, America's favorite whole wheat flakes. Uh, that's an important point. Uh, anything else, Frank? Well, I think you ought to tell people that right, they can... Right, right. They can get Wheaties at their grocers anytime. Say, Frank, thanks for the help. That was fine. Well, think nothing of it, old boy. Good night. <laughs> Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy, is produced and directed by Warren Lewis and edited by Larry Marcus. Tonight's story was written by Warren Lewis with music by Frank Worth. The part of Linda was played by Barbara Fuller. In tonight's cast were Gerald Moore, Jeanette Nolan, Lou Krugman, and Francis Cheney. Listen next week at this same time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen also on Tuesday, that's tomorrow night, to the Penny Singleton Show on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Nightbeat comes to you from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. All right, there you have it. That's Nightbeat, June 5th, 1950, The Girl from Kansas, starring the great Frank Lovejoy, is heard on NBC, sponsored by Wheaties. It's interesting how right at the end there, he was part of the Wheaties, sort of like an integrated commercial very interesting. And uh, they only had Wheaties as a sponsor for a short time. This show was mostly sustained by NBC. Um, but for a uh, limited amount of time, they had Wheaties as a sponsor. So um, there you go. And do you, do you eat your Wheaties, Lisa? Uh, do I look like I eat my Wheaties? Yeah, Carl? you do. You look, then... you look pretty athletic. I'm very strong, Carl. Yeah, it's because I eat my Wheaties. Yeah, sure. you're strong, all right? Come on. Woo! Get out of town. You guys should box. <laughs> She'd probably win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm real tough. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're just uh, you're tough. Oh, yeah. All right, it's time for Sarah Knight Adamson. She's Hollywood 360's national movie critic. Here you go. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to review the TV series Only Murders in the Building, Season 3. The setting is the Upper West Side in Manhattan, New York. 
Three Strangers, played by Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, have a shared interest in true crime podcasts. They become friends while investigating suspicious deaths in their apartment building and create their own podcast about the cases. There are now three seasons with 10 episodes that premiered on Hulu in 2021. We're onto something here, but I need you to draw attention to yourself. That's no biggie. That's a smallie. It's a very small thing because it's a... Your show is a death trap. Today alone, I almost died three times. Hello? Season three began in August of this year with four episodes so far and one dropping every Tuesday until October. Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd are guest stars. Theater is all about choices. What you share and what you hide. Those choices change everything. The bottom line, oh, I'm way in, three and a half stars out of four, with the comedic genius of Steve Martin and Martin Short. You really can't go wrong. And you know, Selena Gomez, she adds a refreshing component. And together, yep, they're a perfect match. The show has had 28 Emmy nominations so far and three Emmy Awards. Guest stars keep the series comical and interesting. Thanks for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Check out my website, as you'll also find interviews. And check out Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. If you want to read an incredible magazine about the good old days, then you want to read Good Old Days. It's the magazine that remembers the best of times. It's published six times per year. Each full-color 8.5 by 11 issue features dozens of nostalgic stories, vintage photos, home cooking recipes, original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements, and much more. Log on to Hollywood360radio.com. Scroll down to the Good Old Days banner and click to receive a special offer. You ready for this? Two-year subscription, 12 issues, regularly $71.88, yours for only 18 bucks. That is a 75% savings, and you'll also receive a free gift. My goodness. You will love Good Old Days. I write for the magazine, and I write about classic radio, and there's a special link for you to listen to the radio shows that I'm talking about. It is a great magazine. I hope you will take advantage of this incredible offer. Go to Hollywood360radio.com and click on the Good Old Days banner. All right, in our next hour, it's The Voyage of the Scarlet Queen from 1948. Plus, Lisa Wolf Dillon will be our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. That's in our next hour. We'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. 
To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.